Welcome to Fire and Ice Podcast. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, I, the host, uh, Dr. Saba Baptiste, will be interviewed by a community member who will ask me about the general information on public education here in Hillsborough County and how well are the black children and parents are faring in the school system. So I am now going to allow myself to be interviewed by Ms. Nia Dina. Please go ahead. Good morning. Um, first, Ms. Please, Dr. Baptiste, um, give us a general synopsis of public education in Hillsborough County for black children. Okay, so <clears throat> the general information about public education in Hillsborough County for black children has always been a very fragile situation, has always been a situation where it's been treated like an isolated situation when it has many, many, many moving parts. For instance, um, currently this year, I think the graduation rate is 81%, and the uh, demographics of um, Hillsborough County is um, of non-white students is 61%. Of that 61%, 59% are on free and reduced lunch. Um, just knowing those type of statistics, you can um, arrive to um, understand that there is a whole lot of problems within those numbers. Um, one of the things that um, we have to be very concerned about is that black children in Hillsborough County have never fared well, and that's starting from... Uh, early education, elementary education, middle school, and high school. And the problem has been exacerbated um, for many reasons, historical reasons, um, racial reasons, financial reasons, just opportunities in general for their families. And you have to understand that um, the black children in Hillsborough County have never had any real focus on helping them to achieve fully um, in the range of 90-plus percent or higher in achieving their educational outcome. There have been a lot of um, uh, pieces that has been left out in public education for black children one of the biggest things that people do not tie, talk about and do not tie into is housing, how housing is directly correlated to whether a child is receiving the proper education at a proper school. And yet um, they use poverty as a reason as to why a child cannot learn. So the general education in Hillsborough County is exacerbated by poverty, um, lack of affordable housing, and uh, lack of a school system, like many school systems, historical racism and adverse policies. So that is a general overview of public education. Okay. And would you say are there any additional impacts to black children and parents the most in achieving quality education? 
So the impact is, I mean, endless. I mean, the, the impact, the negative impact of public education goes back to, um, unfortunately, goes back to the beginning of not wanting our children in the public school system. You know, um, we could talk about integration. Integration has not been fully achieved. I mean, that is not a cliche statement. That is a federal and state um, clarification. Uh, There is evidence that uh, since 1970, we are still fighting the the um, process of becoming integrated. Um, and what has happened in the black community, not only have they have not been integrated as a full participant in the public education system, there have been ways along the way to to marginalize them, to take take money out of the school budget and shift it over to other schools. It's been um, a situation whereas uh, educationally teachers have not been devoted to teaching all children. And it appears that a lot of the children in these um, impoverished schools come from impoverished families. So the string of exacerbation in, in poverty is something that we can easily trace. And I'd like to also mention that when we talk about the first generation of graduating from high school, first generation of going to college, that's black families. However, that also have been shifted away from black families, that no one pays attention to that. But um, the work that I've done in the community, and I have done a lot of work in the communities, I kept coming across families that have maybe one, maybe two uh, family members that have graduated from high school. And I kept coming across impoverished community where they can't remember anyone in their, in their generation that have even went to college. So when we start talking about first generation, um, graduating from high school, first graduation, going to college, um, we have omitted the black family from that. And what that means is that we have solidified the uh, cycle of poverty. We keep reinforcing the cycle of poverty to these black families that have black children that grow up in these um, very poor communities, and the cycle continue. So um, education has been one of those tools that's supposed to break um, the cycle of poverty for many groups, except when you're talking about black children in the impoverished community In fact, that's what it was designed to do. That's one of the most important reasons education, the right education, is supposed to break the cycle of poverty. And as we know it to be here in Hillsborough County, that does not happen often. Okay, Dr. Baptiste, I hear the passion, I hear the knowledge in your your answers. Um, Can you tell us about your background in education and the positions you have served into assisting with improving public education for black children? 
Yes, my education background has been extensive. Um, I actually, I'm a doctorate, a, a scholar of education, public education. Um, I actually have a master's in curriculum and instruction. I have um, a master's in leadership and education. And I have a doctorate in urban education. And also, my dissertation was done on technology in the impoverished schools. So um, the technology aspect of it, um, I wanted to dive deeply into that piece to see if that tool offered us any type of um, uplifting or how we could help black families out of poverty using technology. And um, what I found in my dissertation is that it's almost like the teachers struggle with the uh, technology more so than the student. And if that's the case, then it's hard to measure if uh, technology in the classroom has completely helped the students to learn to comprehend or um, articulate academics better and be more prepared for life. That is what my research have shown. So with my background, I worked for Hillsborough County Public Schools until I had the unfortunate of being actually, mm, I don't know the proper word, but pushed out would be the word. Um, I work with policies. I work with um, curriculum. Um, I was able to serve from the NAACP as the education chair where I was able to impact adverse policy to black children. I was able to um, actually make sure the handbook was less punitive for students in a way of keeping them in school. Um, the average, um, according to uh, the Obama administration, if a child is suspended one time, it increases 52% of that child not graduating from high school. That was the guidance paper that was released on January the 8th, um, uh, 2016. So we have to be very careful about how we are treating impoverished children, how we're pushing them out of school, and how we are covering it up to make it seem like it doesn't exist. So there was a lot of evidence that our children impoverished black children was being pushed out of school four to one as compared to their peers. And another issue that has arised in that looking at all of those statistics is that the black community numbers have not increased over the last 12 years, whereas um, another group has doubled their percentage. It is almost impossible for a group of people, uh, demograph demographics and per pupil numbers to remain the same. That's almost impossible. So um, there is something else going on in the school system in Hillsborough County that kind of keep our children right at 21%, and the numbers across the board has increased over the last 12 years except for black children. And also, we have a major problem with where are our children? Our children are moving around a lot. The impoverished group, um, if we check the housing, 
the housing situations, our children are being moved from community to community. And there was a report done in the regional uh, that the here in Hillsborough County that the black families are expen- experiencing 26% of poverty rate versus 10% of whites experiencing p- poverty rate. So if that is the case, then our community, along with public education and all the other moving pieces, we are in a dire straits for resources, for um, housing, for just funding altogether. Um, And we have not even touched on other disparities that have kind of rocked and turned black families upside down in this educational system. Thank you. So my next question would go into what is our solutions? I know oftentimes we say we can work with the children as best way possible or work with the parents, but who do we hold accountable um, in the education system? How do we get the community involved? How do we talk to the parents to let them know, hey, this this is crucial and paramount to your child's upbringing, you know, because most of the times children learn from their parents, but parents also need to be taught things that they weren't learning growing up as well to break that cycle. So I know there could be a plethora of solutions that we can do, but what what more is there to be done? That's a wonderful question. That's an excellent question. Um, what is there more to be done? I believe that we need to make sure that we're intentional and that we are willing to toe the line for our children because it is goes without saying that this is our future. If we can look 50 to 100 to even 500 years down the road, we have to make this right for our children. Um, Every generation wants their children to do better than they have. And education is the way to do it. Now, do I think it's easy No, because we would have done it already if it was easy. But I think if the parents demand better, and see, that's a a positive um, approach. Um, here's, Here's the thing. If you have generations of families that have been miseducation, miseducated, how do they know what they need to do, right? Well, what I would say to the average parent that have gone through Hillsborough County Public School, look at your situation. Go to the impoverished community. Look at what your education have brought to you. If you feel that you have not been educated properly, then you can almost assure your children are receiving the same education. And if that's the case, I would suggest that you all join hands and make it better for your future, for your children, for your grandchildren. Because if we do not change this, then there's no future because the education community is looking at our children as just um, incidentals, um, collateral damage. And we must come together to help our children to achieve academics so that they can have a better future. 
So I do put it back on the parents. I do say that the parents need to demand better and stay in the fight until it is better. Do not let no one persuade you. You're going to have to move forward on helping your children. Thank you. Um, As far as that goes with, you know, making sure the parents stay in the fight and put their children's um, needs forward and to make sure that they get the proper education, how can the parents uh, communicate that with the community leaders, um, the people in the school district, to understand the need and to hear their voices as well? Because I know oftentimes there can be the side of where, oh, the teachers um, have too much on their plate. They're not able to accommodate 20-plus students in the classroom, not enough resources, not enough um, money generating to provide for those resources. So on the other uh, standpoint of it with the teachers and the community leaders and the leaders in the school district, what can be done as well so that everyone, you know, is able to work together as well? and not choose a side and say, oh, this is harder for me than it is to you? Yeah, there's a lot in that in that question. There's a lot. Um, I've been on both sides, you know. One of the good things about um, my experience, I raised two children in the Hillsborough County Schools, um, combining it with private school and public school, um, uh, being unrelentless about their education. Um, they took the harder courses because they were smart enough to take the harder courses. And I didn't let no one sidestep or cheat my kids out of a opportunity to take the hardest courses they wanted to take. And, and they were high achievers. They passed it. So um, general education versus a uh, thought-provoking um, education is miles apart, and, and the individual will be treated miles apart. Um, so um, I want to get right into what you, you just mentioned, who's responsible and who should we be working with. Well, that's a hard question for me, simply because we have tried everything. We have worked, I personally have worked with superintendents here in Hillsborough County, starting with um, Superintendent Elia um, and Jeff Eakins. Um, we were making headways, but there was so much internal resistance from administration and from the top leadership. Um, I, When I thought we were turning the corner, um, I, were pu- I was pushed out, so... And that started to go back around the corner around 2015. And we haven't been able to achieve anything of significance since then. So um, the idea that we had a historical where we would come up on the list of the top 300 schools that was historically failing schools still remains. Um, just this year, uh, 10,000 10,000 third graders took their um, exam and only 23% of them passed. That's not isolated. That's been every year uh, since I can remember. We're like on a 10-year stretch. So to me, nothing gets better trying it the old way. We must try something the new way. And 
I will say to the parents, young parents, um, middle-aged parents, old parents, grandparents, you got to get uncomfortable. You got to make it move in a direction that helps your children. Um, the old way, I, I'm not going to support it because it. I've worked in that system and I've seen some people who will do all that they can to make sure the impoverished population, largely are black children, do not get the education that they need to break the cycle of poverty. And, and a good idea, look at the fact that the poor people are working so they don't have time to come down to the school board. They don't have time to uh, caress with a school board member. To They don't have time to um, uh, come down and donate because they don't have enough money to even have a place to live in. So it's going to be some ground, some ground roots kind of um, parenting that says, I didn't get what I needed, but I'm going to fight to get what my children needs. And I still think it all starts with the parents. I don't care if you're 16 or if you're 60. You need to fight for your child's education because no one is going to give it to them. Thank you so much, Dr. Baptiste, for answering those questions. Um, I truly appreciate your knowledge and the passion behind what you're trying to do or continuously do um, with the Hillsborough County uh, public education system for black children. Welcome back to Fire and Ice Podcast. We have a very um, uh, deep conversation on public education here in Hillsborough County, just giving a general overview based on experiences and looking ahead, where do we go from here? And why is education for black students so difficult to achieve? And just talking about some of the factors that have been historical and and never never moving and we're supposed to be dealing with um, experts in the school system and yet if we go back a hundred years the education system for black children is still the same so we're trying to figure out why is this such an issue when we know that black children is just as capable as any other child any child at all just as capable but it is a challenge to even get a good um, education that helps them to break the cycle of poverty. And so today we're going to just explore some of these um, reasons and we're going to actually um, talk about what have already been done and people before me have done, greater people than me have done, um, many people um, have done a lot of great things, but it's still doesn't move the needle for black impoverished students in Hillsborough County Public Schools. And we just want to find out why is that? It, 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 is, um, it is something that is, should be a concern for every person. Why haven't we moved the needle on helping black children to achieve their public education in Hillsborough County? Hello, Dr. Baptiste. Um, so with all that's been said, we have a problem and we have tried many solutions. What additional solutions in the positions that you have been in in the Hillsborough County education system have can be created or can be solved um, to create a more 
um, involved environment to include black children so that they have also the proper education as their peers as well. Yes, um, we have explored a, a lot of different um, situations. Um, I, I, I will tell you that I have worked uh, very, very hard in this community. Um, and my advocacy has been without pay and in some cases without even being appreciated. Um, but it is worth it because I know as a person um, how much education means to me and many people. So I'm never going to say uh, black people do not value education because that is not true. I mean, we have so many scholars. We have so many smart people who are black people. So I can't say that education is not important to our community. I will say how they do education here have not been the fair, a fair uh, playing field for our children and for our future. And yes, it is a, what, a $4 billion operation, probably more closer to $5 billion for education here in Hillsborough County. But when you look at the conditions of our schools, our leaders, and who's in charge of educating black children, it looks grim. It looks dark. It looks unattainable. And what we do know that happens in the black spaces in a lot of the black schools that have um, a racially um, high racial rate of black students, you find that those schools look completely different than the white schools. And you also find out that the quality of education look completely different. So if education was designed to break the cycle of poverty for many of the impoverished black children, then why aren't it doing it? Why is it a difficult um, battle to get the education that a poor child needs to change their generation? And so um, everything looks good. You look at the school board, it looks fancy, it looks new. You look at... Um, Everybody's sitting up there looking like they're impressive, but they have not been able to crack the code to educate the impoverished population. And the schools look horrible. The schools itself look very poor, poorly done. Um, their, their daily schedule is, is something that doesn't even exist in the, in the white schools. And yet parents... Black parents feel that they must send their kids to school because the law says so. But when you have children that go every day to school and still can't read, you have to stop and ask yourself, well, what exactly goes on at that school? So we have children that are suspended on a high rate. It's like um, four to one. Mind you, um, we have children that are, you know, actually don't have a real uh, classroom. 
For instance, you have um, special education. Special education for black children starts to look really poor when you look at what's actually going on with their IEP, education individual plan, versus what's actually taking place in the classroom. So all the special needs, all the things that they need on the IEP may or may not be uh, followed. And in some cases, um, I've sat with many families that sometimes the teachers are not even aware that some of the kids have IEPs. And a lot of the kids that get suspended are kids who have IEPs. And so that renders them further and further behind. So you have um, the impoverished population just going through a lot of chaos, a lot of chaos in these school systems. And I also know a lot of parents are not familiar with the IEP. And if they are familiar with an IEP, they do not know what that tool is used for. It's really used to help their children with special needs to get the best education so they can come out of there with a high school diploma and be able to become independent learners. So we have a lot of miscommunications with our um, school system and how they interact and communicate with the parents with special education and just general education. One of the biggest problems is that how often have our children been identified as gifted? We, we have very talented children, but the percentage of being recommended for gifted courses, that doesn't exist in Hillsborough County. They get looked over all the time. So not only do black children have no representation within the school system, certainly not in the administration top level, um, we have people that are in charge of federal funding that doesn't um, use the money effectively. That money is for every poor person. Every, every parent that is impoverished, that, those federal dollars are for you to educate your children better, and yet you don't put any demands on the people who manage that money. All of the monies that come to this district to help black children to be more educated, every poor parent has the right to demand that those dollars are spent to help their children. And yet everything is silent. No one is saying anything. And we're just now coming out of the dark ages of the COVID. COVID, we still haven't found most of our students. We don't know where our students are. And compound that with housing, with, with families, poor families sleep, sleeping in cars, sleeping on streets, sleeping with friends. Uh, we don't know where all our students are. So the idea that they're in a position that families have jobs, families have housing that can take care of their children so that they can be prepared for school, we know that that is far in between. So we have a major problem with all of the, all of the community needs to come in and help these impoverished families to educate their children and stop doing it the same way it always have been doing you, we have been doing it, and stop listening to people who have a special interest to go the other direction. So we have a major problem here in Hillsborough County, and parents, all of that extra federal money, impoverished families, 
That's for you to educate your children. You need to demand it be spent in a way to do so. Thank you. Um, It seems as though severely there's a lot of bridges that need to be mended within the community, down from communicating um, language barriers, word barriers, not knowing possibly the right way to communicate what the need, the need that needs to be met, financial issues, housing issues as well. Um, And it seems as though the intentions also need to be genuine and pure with the ones that are in leadership, the ones that are in charge of the budgets as well and how the money is allocated throughout the community and who it goes to and who it serves. Um, What would you suggest as well? Because it seems like we always are looking for suggestions and solutions um, with this huge problem that has been going on for generations and generations. How can we um, really put it to the leaders and um, understand what their intentions are, what their plans are. And if they're not there to meet those um, needs, voting will come into play, correct? With the community understanding who's in their community helping them and who's not serving them correctly. And that also goes with communicating, the parents communicating with the, the teachers administration community with their teachers and then also the superintendents it seemed like everyone is doing their own thing and running in circles or running into a wall and still trying to find a solution when all they need to do is come together yeah that's a lot in that question um but what i will say is that incremental change is dead we can't do that anymore we have to do a radical change Right. And meaning radical means that parents got to wake up. Parents have to make it happen for their children's future. It is public education is the last tool that can break the cycle of poverty. And we don't have any other tool. You know, we don't have. You can do homeschooling, I suggest. You can do a combination of homeschooling and public school. You can um, start your own school. You know, um, there are so many families out there. But if you are a parent and your future of your children matter to you, you can do a whole lot to get the attention of the district that for nearly 70-plus years have not fully kept their commitment to black and impoverished children. You can do a lot of things. Now that the world is moving global, education is going to be the divide. You're going to have to look into the future, look at your situation, and don't look at it as... How, how many pair of sneakers a person can buy or a car, look at it as, as education being the ultimate money, the ultimate goal, the ultimate everything. Look at education as being your life support. And if you look at education as being your life support, meaning you need to learn this new world, 
then you will get up and make it happen for your children. And you you will not let no one in the school district stop you because it is not working for the poor and most of the black children in Hillsborough County Public Schools. So it's going to take the poorest parent, the parent that is so fed up, to rally all the other people and say, I want my child to have a future, and the future has to be educated. And I also want my grandkids and their grandkids, even the kids that haven't been born, I want them educated so that they can play a part of this massive world, this global world that's going to demand knowledge and skill and ability. So parents, children, I would suggest you need to go out and get educated. Thank you. Okay, Dr. Baptiste, um, let's switch the conversation a bit and go into depth about adult education. I know we talked about parents advocating for their children, but how can a child, you know, coming of age of 17, 18, 19 years old, advocate for themselves in the education system. Oftentimes, they could be possibly pushed out of the traditional school system, um, age out, or even drop out for whatever reason, you know, that they go through. With adult education, how can they further educate themselves and advocate themselves, you know, to get the proper education and provided resources, you know, to change their quality of life as well? Yeah, um, there's a a lot of opportunities. Um, high school students can participate in to help them overcome their shortcomings in public education for many reasons. And I've done that work, um, adult education work. I find that adult education work is some of the most rewarding work because you can actually see a superstar in those in those um, adult education components. Now, am I saying adult education is the place, it's a real bad leadership place. They have really poor leadership in adult education. Um, it doesn't have a lot of um, support mechanism for high school students who have fell, have fallen off of the rails and need to continue to get their education, but it's doable. Um, it's definitely um, is an option for children. And I know when I was there in adult education, they were extremely successful because that was my focus. Um, so if you have a student that for whatever reason, because there's a lot of reasons that uh, traditional education do not work for our children and, and, and we, we are still struggling with that, and he or she have to make up their mind that they want to go and complete this educational journey and be able to transition into adulthood. Adult education could be the path. Um, it's, it's iffy. It is one of the most um, unprofessional institutions one can be in. But if you're there for a purpose and you want to focus and get your GED, or make up some courses so that you can get your high school diploma, you would have to be the instrument. You would have to be the focus instrument to do that. Um, A lot of our children end up with their GED. And 
Statistically proven, black children usually pass the GED program the first time around over all of, of, of the groups. That's a statistic that's been proven. Um, our children tend to know the urgency of trying to get that high school diploma or GED so they can move on with their lives. But one of the things I like to say, though, we have not even figured out what a regular high school diploma can get a black child. We haven't even figured that out yet. Um, Is that high school diploma still at the same value of 20 years ago? Can that child come out with a skill, uh, a technical skill that will take him into employment? And I think that's where the poverty continues to look the same. We have the same outcome as they have had 20 years back. And and the world has changed. There is no guarantee that the high school diploma and the skills with the GED can transition our children into earning a living wage. And that is the ultimate. And if our high school diploma or GED cannot do that, then that tells us why poverty is so solid in the black community. Um, I have not seen, and I watch many students, I, I am very experienced in adult education, extremely experienced in adult education. And I have not seen a student with a high school diploma that actually can go into a field and earn a living wage. No, they need something else. So if you come from an impoverished home and you graduate, the family is happy, and you your day after is at McDonald's, then that tells you you could have been at McDonald's 15 years ago because your skill set is the same. So the high school diploma and the GED is a way to complete your education, but what do you have once you complete it? if you are from an impoverished family and you need to earn money to take care of yourself and you need to earn money to help take care of your family. So our children sometimes are leaving the school system still desperate, even though they get that high school diploma or that GED. So um, I think a $4 billion plus school district can do much better for the impoverished population. Um, And I also like to talk about how do our children transition into college? And one of the, the myth is that a scholarship is always something that a child needs. Well, a scholarship is okay if a child is going to college, but it doesn't help them who are coming out of an impoverished family. There's many reasons why a child can't go to college, even though they have a scholarship. And sometimes they give scholarships to people that don't even need it. And sometimes they give scholarships to to people they know they can't go to college. So um, when people start saying, oh, we're going to just give scholarships, that's not always the answer. To me, that's just... Um, trying to get rid of the problem. Scholarships don't help, in most cases, an impoverished student who comes out of an impoverished family. So um, we have to reassess what are we doing to the children 
and the young adults who are in the greatest of need, of needing support. Um, like I said, the school district is nice. They got nice um, boardroom. They got their top heavy in administration. They got all of these administrators, but they haven't solved the impoverished educational problem for black children in nearly 70 years. And so that means that that institution has become an institution that uh, that looks away from the real hard work that needs to be done. And we need to also look at the parents and look at what kind of education the parents got. Can the parents even um, comprehend? Um, can they are they making the type of monies that they need to take care of their families? So issuing a high school diploma is great, especially for the person who was receiving it. Issuing a GED is great, especially for the person who is receiving it. But what can they do once they get those documents that help them to break the cycle of poverty? Thank you. Um, being that you mentioned college education as well. Could you explain why, um, with the option of vocational schools, trade schools, why is that looked, um, is not um, at a higher uh, value as it was for a student to go to college? Because with trade school, I'm aware that they can definitely um, uh zero in on a specific skill, you know, for a specific career that they guaranteed money generating and they can work and improve themselves in that as well. Um, being that it doesn't seem like that's a first suggestion for a student out of high school or even out of adult education. So how can that be put more on a, a pedestal as well, being that it does provide a skill and a set career as well? Yes, that's a very good question. Um, vocational training is so essential to our future. Um, it appeared like my my generation and and generations after we've been taught only to go to college. You know, we've been told college is the the ultimate for black families. Um, black families are. Uh, supposed to go to college, you know, and don't look at um, the vocational. Well, we now know that's not true. We actually need both. We actually need to start our own businesses, and vocational training helps us to get there faster. We actually know that uh, black people are straddled with more educational debt and people who have vocational training, you know, electricians, plumbers, you know, welders, all of those people, they go into vocational training and they come out making $20, $30, $40 an hour. And they, they eventually become experts and they feel within seven years and they can open up their own businesses. Well, we missed that memo. You know, we missed that memo. We thought you you had to have one or the other and not both. I think we need both. Um, we need to know how to do coding. We need to know how to do STEM, sciences, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Um, and a lot of that training 
it's not in college. A lot of that is in vocational. We need specialty fields. Um, our um, students, we we tend to want to go to college and and because we've been brainwashed, we've been told that college is, the, is our answer. And while we're in college, we're not making any money. But the vocational guy went went for a year. He's already opened his business. He's already um, making um, hundreds of thousands of dollars. He's all, already making all these connections, and we're building up debt. So the information has definitely been harmful to us. Um, we don't know how to run farms. We don't know how to run agriculture. We don't know how to um, build irrigations, you know, houses. We do not know how to make cement. We do not know how to weld. And all of these things are honorable professions that bring a, a, a livelihood that you can support a family. So we have been lied to. And I would say to anybody, get a vocational skill and go to college. But get a vocational skill that you can make money to pay for your college. And so um, we're still being um, sidetracked in schools. We're still being um, halfway met. Um, so what we have to do is start thinking for ourselves what make the most sense? How can we make the most money to take care of our families, to take care of our communities, and go from there? And talk to people. There are people out there. Talk to people. They will tell you. Thank you. And now with everyone that's listening, parents, students, community leaders, um, what additional information do you think you could provide or even data to tie in everything that we have discussed Um from K through 12 education, special education, adult education, understanding that everyone needs to be an advocate for everybody so that everyone is able to succeed and be on a fair playing field. Um, even with the skills that you talked about with going to vocational school, those same skills can be poured back into the community you came from, you know, because it's all a continuous cycle. Everyone is connected to everyone in some way and affects everyone as well. Yeah, so for this general education, statistics are not that important um, in regards to how we want to move forward. And the reason why I say that, statistics stay the same. It just doesn't change. Every year, you know, um, early education, black boys are five times more likely to be suspended in kindergarten. That hasn't changed. Um, black boys are more likely to not to know how to read by third grade anywhere between 45 and 51%. That haven't changed. So um, black boys are more likely by the time they are in middle school, according to the Obama administration in, in 2016 guidance paper, their first encounter with law enforcement is in school. That hasn't changed. 
And the fact that 52% of the students who are suspended one plus more times are more likely not to graduate from high school, that has not changed. So repeating stats, it solidifies the fact that there has not been any improvement. And we keep going around the rabbit hole. We look at, like I go back, everything is symbolism. You know, if we pull down the blinds, it's really ugly back there. But people are telling us it's not. It's beautiful. Four billion plus dollars, beautiful. But meanwhile, you can go to some of the um, correction centers and open up the door on Columbia Avenue, and it's a room full of black boys who have been detained for 21 days plus. That's not symbolism. Those are real bodies and minds in there. They have 11 sites here in Hillsborough County. Some of them are from Hillsborough County, and some of them are from other counties. Their majority of them are black boys that come through the um, detention centers on a regular basis. And how they have the law written, they don't have to educate them if they release them 21 days or less. These are real things. When you take down the $4 billion blinds, it's no longer symbolism. It's real bodies, real hearts, real eyes, nose, your brother, your sister, your uncle, your cousin, real people. And that is the representation of the impoverished community that we're looking at. You don't find rich boys being in detention. You don't find them. You find the impoverished population that is kind of like just scattered around in the community that is not being educated. And it's almost like it's a holding chamber for prison. And we will be talking about the prison to pipeline soon. And so when we're talking about why education is important, that's why. Because somebody is telling us a lie that it's okay to throw bodies away, minds away, that no one cares about these individuals, and that these individuals don't make a difference in this world. That's why education matters. That's why housing matters. That's why we're supposed to uphold the most, the weakest in the community. We're supposed to help them to achieve. And public education has that right, but they won't live up to it. So thank you. Yes, um, the analysis of Hillsborough County Public School Education for Black Children um, has been one of those journeys that um, has been hard over the years um, to understand. And the reason why it's been difficult to understand is because I love children. Children are absolutely, all children is always the symbol and the representation of who we are as a race of people, all races. 
and how we look at the future. And it always been difficult for me to understand why, why other groups minimize black children and put them in a position of suffering. Education is one of those things that every human race needs, and they need it in the most honest, and they need it in the, in the best of forms. And it's troubling that a society that states that they are sophisticated, that they have all the resources, starts to cheat black children. Matter of fact, to cheat black generations when it comes to the proper education. And not only that, that everybody, there's a problem when everybody agrees with that concept of denying children the education that is needed so that they can break the cycle of poverty. The cycle of poverty started way back when, when we talk about Jim Crow, when we talk about segregation, people being killed if you teach them to read, people being hung and lynched just by the idea of trying to integrate. And so we supposed to be civilized. We're supposed to have gotten it right. And yet, when you walk into a school that is predominantly black in Hillsborough County, it doesn't look like any other school compared to their peers. How can that be in a civilized society that says that they value all of their citizens, but yet they throw away their black boys and girls in these schools. So today I wanted to give a general analysis of education in Hillsborough County Public Schools. And I'm asking everyone, don't hold this against me. Let's get to work and change it for the future. Because we can. Parents, you know where to find me. We need to help our children to be the absolute best and break the cycle of poverty. Thank you. Yes, um, I am very honored to be in the space of Nia Dina. She actually performed... Ex- Oh, okay. 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 Thank you, Nia, for being such a wonderful interviewee. Um, I cut your interviewer. Right. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Thank you, Nia, for being such a wonderful interviewer. Um, You really pulled out a lot of information that I wasn't expecting to share this time. I hope you want to come back and do this again in the future. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you, Nia, for being a wonderful interviewer. I really enjoyed this because I never thought I had all this information inside of me. Um, I want to thank you, Dr. Baptiste, for having me, for allowing me to share this space with you, and for us to have a wonderful conversation as well.
Thank you. Have a good day.